Welcome to Life Beyond the Summit, a faith journey podcast for men. Welcome back to the Life Beyond the Summit, faith journey podcast for men. And this is episode number 12. And we're going to elaborate just a little bit in more of a general conversation regarding really episode number 11. So just in review, the last number of episodes have been building really a foundation. The Cures of the World were the first four or five. Uh, uh, the notion of perseverance was the next set. And then we did building on a good foundation. In this particular uh, episode, I wanted to have just a general discussion with with the audience and with, with my co-host, Andrew Platts, regarding uh, Luke uh, 4, 40, I'm sorry, 648. And, and this is the piece I really want to work on because I think this is really critical to men particularly. But uh, I'll read the, chap- the, the verse. It says, they are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid a foundation on rock. I'll stop right there. The verse continues. But I want to talk about what it looks like to dig down deep. And, um, uh, you know, that's an interesting concept. I, I think that men are so good at masking, frankly. They are so good at at not going deep. They're They're good at the weather, sports, uh, sports scores, you know, uh, their hobbies, golf, whatever it may be. In fact, Facebook, of, of course, is lo- loaded with, this is this is one of the reasons I get a little frustrated with Facebook, frankly, it's loaded with photos of golf courses and food. We're very shallow-minded as men. And it is hard for us to go deep, but we cannot hide behind the fact. And if, by by not hiding behind the fact, it forces us to deal with who we really are at the deepest core levels. Now, if you're a listener today and you're not a Christ follower, this won't mean much to you. Then being where you are from a natural perspective about the things you're about, that may work in your life. Probably doesn't work so well in relationships to be shallow, but the most important relationship to really look at on a deep level is one that's spiritual. And for those of us that, that are Christ followers who have accepted Jesus Christ into our lives as our Savior, God is looking for something much more than shallow. He's looking for a deeply connected relationship. And we read, when we read in this scripture in Luke 6, 48, where it says that he dug deep, what does that mean? I, and just briefly before Andrew you know, jumps on the conversation here, um, I, I'll just tell you that I'm not a guy that does well with shallow. I just don't. I, I I respect it in guys, but I'm not particularly tolerant of it long term. If I'm in a friendship with them, I'm going to ask them to be deep because I want to know them deeply. And, you know, it's the same way in our marriages. You know, um, who wants a shallow relationship with their spouse? When you have a shallow relationship with anyone, you don't have very good friendships. Wouldn't you agree with that tenet in general, Andrew? Yeah, I'd agree. When you get a bunch of guys together or come over on a Sunday afternoon for a football game. I mean, the last thing you want to talk about is how's your marriage? How's your spiritual life? I mean, it's all about, you know, a little bit of work here and what vacation we're going on. How's mm-hmm. you know the kids doing? It's very surfacey. No one really gets into anything very deep. I mean, if, if, if they sat down and really, really started to probe, you would find a ton of brokenness. Yeah, Men I- in general mask all of their, um, uh, misgivings and their apprehensions and their self-esteem and they wrap it up into a very nice little present with some gift wrap paper and a ribbon and they head to church and they look like a perfect couple and a perfect family 
when in fact, you know, we're all live in the same world and we're all broken for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you never, you know, you'll, and you'll find out later, oh, this guy, I, mean, I hate to say this guy, you know, committed suicide. Oh my gosh. What, what was, what, he never let us know yeah. what was wrong, but yeah. this is what guys do. They're very shallow. Now you're unusual, Steve, because you mm-hmm. were right. I've known you for a long time. You let, you like to get down into the nitty gritty and say, hey, really, how are you doing? Let's talk about some real stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the the challenge for guys it's it's really 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 complicated. But if you think about it, from the youngest age, we're we're kind of, at least in my household. I'll speak to my household. I was raised to be a little actor in a way. I think maybe we all are. You know, it's this whole notion of we all know this little story about you know there's a battle uh, uh, that's enraged in the household and the phone rings, and you know mom and dad may be screaming at each other or the kids may be screaming at each other, but they go hello. You know, when you pick up the phone and you're a totally different person. I, I remember, I don't know that it was spoken so much in my household, but, you know, basically we operated under the rule what is said in the household stays in the household. What's that really all about? You know, that's think about it, guys. That's about pride. That's about an unwillingness to be real. We all want to put on this face, this mask, this uh, act that would suggest that we're something we're not. And I think at the core... Um, I've probably said this in an earlier podcast because I've said it a lot to many, many guys over the years. At the core, we I, I love what Larry Crabb says, that every human being has this, this basic necessity to be loved, valued, accepted, and approved of. And if we're not, even outside of Christendom, if we're not hitting those four points in our lives, we struggle. Love, value, acceptance, and approval. And I think the big one for men is approval. So I, I don't know why that is. I guess it's because in our human nature, we are supposed to be producers. We're supposed to be successful. We're supposed to be champions. And if you look at all the advertising out there, it would all promote that, right? So, you know, here's what typically happens, of course, even inside the body of Christ. We find our lane and we do well at, the, at that lane and we do well at that lane at the expense of everything else. So we can be very, very shallow. We can be intensely successful. We can be incredibly productive. We can be wealthy beyond wealth's imagination and yet have storied pasts with our wives, wife or wives, with our children or multiple children from multiple marriages. We can be a wreck at home and be totally together professionally. And men somehow are able to do this compartmentalization. But it's a very sad thing. And we all know people inside and outside of our families even where we, we, we would love to have a deeper relationship, but there's just a wall there. And, and I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that that wall is the inability to go deep. And that inability to go deep affects both the outside, outside the church and inside the church. But when it happens inside the church, it's particularly sad because it's not what God wants. God wants... The same kind of, if, if, if we sat down with our wives, um, our wives, most of our wives would say they want a deeper, more intimate relationship. They would not necessarily be talking about a sexual relationship, although that could be an issue as well, but they definitely would be talking about an emotional connection that most wives, in, including mine, would say could be deeper, could be more revealing. And if our wives want it, and you know, and you've said I am unusual. I actually, I have a, I have, a, I feel like a very deep relationship with my wife. But there are areas where it needs work, of course. But I really do. I am a guy 
that wants a deep relationship, even with my guy friends. I want to know them. And I got to tell you, by, by far and away, most of my friends really respect that. They like the fact that they, they call it, you care. Steve cares about them. Well, guess what? That's the way God cares about us. So on a practical level, how in the world do we do this? How do we go to a deep level with God? In, in this scripture, in, in Luke um, 6, 48, it, it talks about going deep, digging deep, going deep to, to the point that we hit rock. And of course, that kind of depth requires us to be vulnerable or have a willingness to peel back layers that may reveal some things to others that we're not particularly proud of, that we may be, in fact, ashamed of. Ashamed of. Uh, maybe there's hurts and scars and wounds that we think will make us look like less well, than about, a man. What about revealing truth to God? Well, well, yeah, that's that's really where I'm going. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, wh- who are we really hiding from? Because those of us that are true believers know that God is omnipotent. He's all-knowing. He's, he's all-present. He knows the number of hairs on our head. There's no, there's no fooling God. You know, it's it's very clear and evident to anybody that's a Christ follower. Even if you're a new believer, you're becoming exposed to the fact that He's omnipotent, He's all knowing, He's omnipresent, He's everywhere all the time, and and He really, really, really wants a heart with us. You know, the Bible says that you and I are fearfully and wonderfully made. So, you know, pursuing that relationship is significant. Steve, what do you think about people like men who? don't go deep with their friends and therefore don't really go super deep or deep enough with their wives. So when they go to spend time with the Lord, they're challenged. They're probably very challenged to be honest with God. Um, yeah, it's... and they don't talk to God, um, very well. They may, uh, you know, that you can't hide anything from God. He knows you much better than you know yourself, but they yeah, just you... don't really engage with the Lord because they don't engage with other people very well. They don't go deep with other people very well. And therefore, um, you know, they're they're trying to dig a foundation, but the foundation does not get laid very well. Yeah. You know what, Andrew? I think the, I think the, the safest place to begin, and that's really what you're kind of asking, how does, it, how does a guy that is just naturally, quote unquote, um, shallow, how does he go deep? Well, if you, if you want to practice in a safe environment, practice with the Lord. You know, start start to and maybe a person sits down, Andrew, and they journal. I mean that that's not a bad place to begin e- either. If they can't if they can't speak it out, you know, before the Lord, uh, and and you and so you're listening. You say, how do you do that? What do you do? Well, you just honest with him and say, Lord, you know, um, gosh, you know my innermost being. You created me. You you. You knew me before the foundations of the earth. There's nothing about me you don't know. And so I think acknowledging that is the beginning. And then I can, if it were me doing this, I could say, Lord, gosh, you know the pain I experienced in my childhood. And then maybe you begin to reflect on some of the things that are really, really hard that you've buried under layers and layers of other memories, most of those memories being pacification to deal with the hurt in a non-objective way. In other words, you're covering up the pain by virtue of engaging in other activities or thoughts or whatever it may be. Um, but I think if if a person can begin to go, if they want to do it in a very safe environment, go just with the Lord. And maybe you journal it. Maybe you start to go back through your life and peel back the layers. Look at, you know, uh, uh, guys that I know, 
that struggle in relationships, it seems like they frequently will blame everybody else for why that relationship went south. But if they're honest with themselves and they look at it, they can say, goodness, I see a pattern. Andrew, you follow what I'm saying here? I see a pattern. I, and they can say, wow, I don't really have any friends, but every friend I've ever had, I've had a problem with. If that's you, then you're a person who is not probably willing to really peel back. And if you're not willing to peel back, a good place to start would be with the Lord. I, I think it's an honest, I think it's a, um, it's a revelatory uh, willingness to look at yourself and examine where your shortcomings are and then lay those at the foot of the cross. Lay them in prayer to the, give them to the Lord. And you know, I'll tell you this, guys, as you begin to go deep with yourself before the Lord, that will soften the soil so that you can now go deep with other men. But it's really, I, I, you'd probably agree, Andrew, it's, it's engaging in, a, in an honest reflection on the things that have been hard in your life that you don't want to look at. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I, I have to admit, I sort of struggle in this area. I'm not like you, Steve. And I, I even keep things for my wife. I mean, they're not big secrets, but I don't tell her everything that goes on. Sometimes I don't want to hurt her. And she's got enough stress in her life. So, you know, where you may tell your wife everything, but I'm sort of on the other side. I tell her a lot, but I may not tell her every, all my feelings. And so, uh, you know, you may be talking to me in some respects, but when you go, when you spend time with the Lord, um, as you read his word, um, you're looking, you're looking at your life in a mirror or you're looking at your soul in a mirror in your spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's examining you and it's putting you under a microscope and um, it forces you to evaluate, to discern, to inquire. And you start to see things in the word that, um, that you need to, you need to pay attention to, or maybe you need to change. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you're in sin and you think it's a little thing but actually it's a bigger thing and you need to confess it to a friend or your wife. I'm not, I'm not talking about adultery. I'm just talking about, you know, we're in well, sin in areas and we, we, you know, Bible says, you know, confess your sins one to another. So, you know, as you spend time in a relation with God, the word forces you to be honest mm-hmm. and it lays bare um, who you are as a person and you have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and God forces you to deal with it. He'll, 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 he'll stop you from progressing and from making any forward movement until you understand what you're doing wrong. And then you have to change. Mm-hmm. So, That's good. you know, as you, you know, this is, this is what, this is kind of what it means to dig a deeper foundation on the rock. Mm-hmm. You're not building the foundation on your career or what you love in life, your passions, you're building it upon his word. And the word, you know, it says it it cuts between bone and marrow. Mm-hmm. And what's that scripture? Is it in Hebrews? It, it lays, it, it, it it's sharper than every two-edged sword. There's nothing like it in the world mm-hmm. because it, 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 it you know, it, spiritually you, it, it cuts everything down to a spiritual knowledge of who you are in Christ. 
And it's not the flesh any longer. It's not your own mind perceiving things by the flesh. You're perceiving things by the spirit. And God is then able to teach you through his word where you need to make corrections. You know, it says that uh, we in the natural will correct our own children because it's good for them. Well, how much more will God correct you who are evil? Mm -hmm. So discipline is a natural part of being a Christian. Mm -hmm. He disciplines us, he prunes us, you know, but then as we're disciplined, we grow. Mm -hmm. You know, the scripture you were referring to is Hebrews 4.12, and you might have said 4.12, but it says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates, even dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. That is really a powerful uh, scripture, Andrew. And I, I think you know the 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 value in um, sort of sitting down and looking at where you are. You know, you can the the tendencies we have to want to run from the word, to want to run from God. Why are we wanting to run? And I, a part of the reason we want to run is because we do not want to relinquish control. I so agree. if we're if we're struggling with control then we may have been, I think it's very safe to say that people that really struggle with control, needing to be in control, probably had out-of-control issues as youngsters. I, I don't want to turn this into a, a psychology you know, discussion, but there is some of that here that needs to be dealt with. Realizing that we live by sight and not by faith. That's, we're born into a, a, a faith world that's built on sight. So we tend to gravitate and believe in what we've experienced and been exposed to. So if you were out of control as a youngster, for example, and most of us were raised in some measure of dysfunction. I I don't frankly know a soul. I know, Andrew, you came from a broken right, family. Broken family. I, I, uh, I came from a, my family was, a, well, a broken is defined in different ways. My family remained intact. My mom and dad remained married their entire married lives they were married for 60 years or whatever but they did not have uh, a healthy marriage and so in a level it was broken they just had not divorced but from all practical purposes they really probably could have been to be honest about it, it felt like they were divorced in the, and still in the same household but i felt you know that that kind of a condition when you're in a shattered environment um hello it's it you don't feel like you have any control and you don't feel very safe and you don't feel safe and so what I want to say is that wherever any of us are, it's understandable, but at some point we have to let go of it. You and I, you know, as you know, Andrew and I, and you guys as listeners, we all know, and you may be, you may be one of these, you can't go thread deep. I mean, it's just hard for you to go there because you're not accustomed to it. You're not used to it. It doesn't feel, to Andrew's word, safe. You like to be a person in control you like to be an, a person who manages the, the environment, the conversation and everything about it. And that's okay as long as it's not hindering you in your relationships. And especially for those of you that are believers in Jesus Christ, I guarantee you that if, you're, if you feel the need to be in control in that relationship, then you're missing out on what he wants to see you walk in. And that goes to that deep, deep relationship. But to go deep, again, you have to first acknowledge where you are shallow and why you are shallow. You know, a, a person that doesn't like, here's a great analogy, I think. I can remember when 
I was comfortable. Oh, I think this is a great analogy. I feel like maybe the Lord's giving me this. Mm. I was comfortable as a youngster as long as I could touch bottom in the pool. <laughs> and and you, you remember, you guys, you you, sure. you start off at the, at the by the side of the pool. And, of course, as you went out into the water, the, the floor fell away, right? It got Correct. deeper. But I can remember bouncing off my toe. And as long as I could bounce off my toe or my foot and stay keep my head above water, I wouldn't venture much beyond that depth. But as I became confident in my swimming skills, I realized that the bottom is meaningless because I'm able to stay afloat. And, you know, it's the same way. But again, it was about safety. It was about security. It was about wanting control. When I understood that it was safe and there was a secure environment, I would I would venture out into the deep. And then eventually I would go on the high dive even and enjoy all the benefits of the pool. Well, in the same way with you and I, you know, we may maybe you're not ready to trust others. Maybe you're not even ready to trust your wife with going deep, in in the in that sense of an emotional connection. But I I tell you one way to get there is to be honest with God. Just be honest with God, and that may mean journaling. But I would say don't look at whatever bad habits you have. Let's let's say you struggle with pornography, or maybe you struggle with you know whatever it may be whatever sin you may find yourself involved with, whatever vice you may find yourself involved in, don't see that. That is a symptom. So I think you get you need to, maybe you make a list of the areas that you know are, there, there's darkness in your life. Uh, I don't want to make this about sin, but darkness has to do with where we're not. You know, the Bible says light cannot have fellowship with darkness. So if we're not in the light, then we're in the darkness. So if part of the darkness is a shallowness to your personality, to your you're bent to the way you operate. Make a list of the things that scare you. Make a list of the things that that make you feel out of control. And then talk to the Lord about those. And the reason I say talk to the Lord first is because guess what? The Bible says that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Never is a solid and forever word. So there's no risk with God. God knows all these issues with every one of us anyway. So if we can begin to enunciate, to pronunciate, to speak these things out before the Lord in prayer, and then give them to him and say, Lord, heal me of this. Lord, take this away from me. Lord, um, uh, deliver me from whatever it is, whatever. And as Andrew said, because the, the scripture verse that we just read talks about the ability for the word to divide between the soul and the spirit and to... And to uh, into uh, between the bone and the marrow, right? Because it's able to do that. Well, begin to read the word and profess the word, confess the word, That's profess the word, speak the word over those areas of your life that need to be spoken to, and and stand against the things that are from your past. So, if you're haunted from your childhood, speak against that. Say, Lord, deliver me from my past deliver me from the pains the ills the abuses the verbal the verbal abuses of my father or my mother uh, maybe the physical abuse of my father or mother give those to jesus give those to the lord pray for for, for the lord in fact forgive those people that's another way to to work on changing your heart so you can begin to be uh to allow yourself to reveal who you really are and then deal with those pains as you go. But eventually what will happen, Andrew, is what's happened with you and I. I mean, Andrew can attest to this with me. He just said he's not a particularly um, deep individual on a personal level, right? Am I saying that right, Andrew? That's about right. But wouldn't you say that since you and I have gotten closer together, you're probably more delivered from, you're, you're clo- I feel like you're very 
close. I mean, I feel like you're very willing to reveal. Yeah, yourself. but you have the you have a personality that you like to go into deep issues. I do right off the bat, where I have to sort of ease into it a little bit easier, a little bit. Slower. But wouldn't you say it's easier for you today than it was two years? Well, ago? Be, that's probably because. I kn- I've known you so long. You feel and safe. And I feel very comfortable. Ah, and also, you go, yeah, you're not going to... I can go almost, you know, on any subject. And yeah, I do feel safe. I mean, it's confidential. And, uh, you know, we can get into the nitty-gritty of certain subjects. And yeah, we yeah. Can, I can learn from you and vice versa. Well, all the more, all the more. If Andrew and I are able to do that, if 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 all of us collectively are able to do that, how much more with the Lord? I, I can tell you that... A good part of my ability to do that comfortably stems from the revelation of how great and good and grand God is and how as far as the East is from the West, so has he removed my pain, my ills, my transgressions, my sin. It's it, You guys, we just really what it takes is getting this divine revelation of how good and grand and glory, glory-filled God is and how that the God of the universe created everyone that's listening to this podcast every human being that ever was is or will be was created by the hand of god that's so beautiful so it's there's really no this is a this is a a god who created us because he wanted fellowship with us so it isn't a great ask we don't have to say it's not like (laughs) remember guys when we asked to grow out for the first time there was this fear like no tomorrow shaking our shoes fear that they would say no well if you ask god out God will always say yes. And guess what? He's doing it with cartwheels in his heart, literally and figuratively. He's, he is like, oh my gosh, I died for you. Are you kidding? You're asking me, would I like a relationship with you, Steve? Yes, the Lord wants a relationship with me, Steve, and with Andrew, and with anybody listening to this podcast. So that's the first place to start, I think, is to be honest and, and reflective about I, I I think the the um, the the exercise would be to take a, a sheet of paper out a journal or however you do this if you like to do it on the computer and begin to be honest with yourself talk to yourself first about where your life is and why it is in the position it is maybe why you have some of the attitudes do you have hardening of the attitudes maybe if you do reflect on why you do don't be hard on yourself just be honest with yourself this is what it's well, referring to question say what if you're angry? Well, same thing. Angry at God. What? Okay, so angry at God. So, well, the only way to not be angry at God is to understand who God is and who he wants to be with you. There's really nothing to be angry with God about. I, I think, I think now I, I understand the hard part, the hard pieces would be, let's say you're a believer and you've lost a child or and that child was a believer or you've lost a spouse or you've lost a loved one or there are, there are lots of things that can or, happen or maybe just disappointed in life you're disappointed, disappointed in, in life. Your plot i get all that but i'll tell you what you guys we've got to get past that because you know the bible says as believers we're in this world but we're not of this world i'll also say this steve if 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 you're in a you know i know there's a lot of people who are angry and there dis- are and, and, disappointed, and disappointed disappointed in hopeless lots of helpless. things that have gone bad in their life and you know i was involved in business trouble and i've had um my own set of issues you know the only way to get insight on why that happened and how to deal with it or at least how to deal with it and sometimes we don't know everything and we'll never know until we die 
But you have to start searching the scriptures and start to understand things the way that God sees them. And, you know, you got to start somewhere. And as you Mm -hmm. seek out, you know, the wisdom that comes from knowing him, God starts to give you much more insight as to the mysteries of the world that most people can't solve. But as spiritual beings, you know, the Lord will quicken the scriptures to our spirit and we'll start to understand his truths. The only, you know, and and there's a scripture I love. It says, um, this is out of the uh, uh, Matthew, Matthew 13, verse 12. It says, to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given and they will have an abundance of knowledge. Hmm. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. So that's like too much is given, much is expected. Exactly. Yeah. Or the one who's been given one talent, one who's given, you know, two talents and one who's been given five talents. Mm-hmm. Did they do anything with those talents? In other words, you know, as God gives you um, understanding in his word, you know, mm-hmm. he will then get, as you soak up that understanding, he'll then give you more understanding mm-hmm. and more understanding mm-hmm. and more understanding. And you'll understand what it means to dig a little deeper and to go a little further down into the foundation and place your whole entire life, not just certain areas, on the rock, who is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, the only way to do that is to have a relationship with him, to speak speak freely with him, you know, as as kind of you want to, as you... Let's see, you know, you do it in the way you feel comfortable, okay? There's not a formula here, you know? It's going to be probably easier for Steve than it would be for someone like me. But you do the best you can do. And you develop a relationship where it's actually, it's a real relationship. You feel him. You have peace around him. You're searching his scriptures. The scriptures mean something to you. And you start to think like him. And you're building something. Yeah, You're actually building something in your life that is mm. spiritual, not building a business, not building, you know, a barn, not building, um, you know, a, a skill. You're building something that will never be taken from you yeah. because you're yeah, building something eternal. You know, yeah, that's excellent, Andrew. You know, I mean, it's just so good. I mean, and really, you know, I wasn't going to read on because we've already read on before, but after you've built this, you know, you've dug deep in your, in your heart to reveal the the deep dark places in your heart and and even the light places you want to celebrate those with the lord you want to be repentant of the things that you need to be repentant of and leave leave those at the foot of the cross but having done that and then you 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 lay this foundation on the rock of jesus then as this goes on to read when a flood comes torrent strikes the house could not be shaken because it was well built wow i mean i what else can be said if we're if we're willing to go deep with God? The the real trick here, guys, is to allow yourself to be exposed before the Lord. We came into this world naked, and really, we need to be naked before the Lord because that's the only place that He can really operate and function well in our lives. You know, He's a gentleman. I mean, He won't put anything on us that we don't ask for. I mean, it's amazing. It's really amazing that God's the whole thing of the cross and Jesus and salvation and creation. It's the most beautiful thing in the world because it's freely given and and it's freely received 
to as many received him to them, he gave rights to be the children of God. I mean, Amen. do we want to be children of God or do we want to be children shackled um, in the pains and, and hurts and, and angers and fears of our past? I, I don't want to live like that anymore, guys. I've, I've been there, done that, don't want to do it again. It's, it's just not worth the life living. And I can remember for years, I, I lived a life that was basically a charade. I mean, I was born again. But I was hiding all of what was corrupt in my soul because I didn't have the the uh, the the sense of value to dig deep. But I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And and so was every Psalm one of the listeners. Oh yeah. Every one of these listeners. We're all fearfully and wonderfully made. And so the challenge, you know, I just want to encourage us. We can go through years of wandering. Even as they did in the Old Testament, the Israelites spent, what, 40 years in the wilderness. Or we can choose this day. Bible says, choose you this day who you will serve. We can choose today to be done with that and and find a place of depth. Find a place. Now, it's not going to happen overnight, probably. And, and let there be grace within yourself for yourself. Let there be mercy. Give yourself mercy. Give yourself grace. Give yourself a tolerance to, this is a process. It's not a moment. It's a process. Um, and so, you know, this is something that's going to happen over time. But the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And it also talks about the washing of the water of the word. Well, the only way that we rinse and cleanse ourselves from our old self to our new self is to be renewed through God's word. Spend time in his presence. Prayer and the word. Prayer and the word. Those are two continual aspects of who we need to become as followers of Jesus Christ. That's right. Prayer warriors and and read worders. I mean, I'm sorry, word readers. Well, I yeah. said that backwards. Word readers and prayer warriors. Boy, that's kind of a cool little that's good. thing in it. Prayer warriors and word readers and students of the word. The, the Bible says that that in the beginning was the Word. So the Word, we have to believe that God, God inspired the Word, but it also says He was the Word. He is the Word. That's right. So when we read Scripture, believe that we're reading His very Spirit. And I, I think it will help us all greatly. Well, you know, we've been on this podcast for about 34 minutes, and it's probably a good time to wrap up. I want to just really encourage you as, as we go today to, and when we leave this podcast, I would really encourage you to get on your knees before the Lord and pray and just ask Him, to reveal himself to you in a new and fresh way. And I also want to, I want to encourage you to ask him to empower you to release your past because this, this is a two-way street. He needs you to cooperate with him. Part of that cooperation is to release yourself of your past. Forgive yourself of your past. Don't walk in shame. Many of us, we're shamed as youngsters. We've got to put away shame and put on the glory and the goodness and the greatness and the mercy of God. Well, until next time, you guys, it's been great being with you again. This is um, uh, lifebeyondthesummit at gmail.com is my email address. My phone number, if you'd want to reach out and have coffee, if you're in the St. Louis area, is 314-581-4272. And for other resource information and other podcasts and blogs, visit my website at lifebeyondthesummit.com. Until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to the Life Beyond the Summit podcast. For more information, visit our website at lifebeyondthesummit.com.